Seat at the Nebraska Table is a program of the Nebraska Civic Engagement Table. As a nonpartisan nonprofit, we do not endorse political parties or candidates, but do take positions on issues. We provide Nebraskans with the information they need to make informed decisions and stay engaged in their communities. To learn more, visit our website at nebraskatable.org. This is Seat at the Nebraska Table. I'm MJ Atai. Welcome to this episode of Seat at the Nebraska Table. Joining us today are Mimi Yu, Amelia Escalante, and Tamaya Bender. These three are youth poets who we have invited to share some poetry and talk about their use of poetry to address community, social issues, and civic engagement. Poets, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. us. The first poet poem is by Mimi Yu. She was Nebraska's Youth Poet Laureate of 2021 to 2022 and has grown up in Lincoln, Nebraska since she was born. As a student, Mimi has written poetry since she was 11 and enjoys both creative writing and studio art, using both fields to connect with others. Outside of school, she is an enrichment tutor for the Lincoln Chinese Academy, where she teaches kids five through eight different visual art techniques and a freelance artist at Lincoln, Nebraska's Parish Studios. Mimi, would you like to introduce your poem? Hi, I'm Mimi, and I'm going to perform a poem called Kitchen Dialogue. My sister told me that when our grandfather died, no one was there to cry at his funeral. My mother was boiling cabbage soup, my grandmother was pickling white radish and cucumbers, and my aunt was baking red bean pastries in her kitchen. Because hearts do not speak in this home, because our families are trapped in a Pavlovian design of affection, because what poisoned memories left untreated renders us mute and desperate, we try to remedy the cycle of this condition with the same medicine. Your mother threatened suicide when you wanted to quit the violin, so she made you your favorite teriyaki chicken. Your father threw a book at your nose, so he treats the wound with ice cubes from the freezer. His father beat him with a soup spoon, so his mother bought him dumplings from the vendor across the street. Her mother doesn't speak to her for a week, so she leaves a plate of apples by the door of her bedroom. Your mother sliced your favorite fruit on the condition that she could mend all her problems with you. It is a silent speech spoken in a heavy home, frozen under a sheet of ice caught in a flame. And I know you're afraid that you'll never love someone and you'll never be able to love yourself but love. This I know, we are the best combination of our parents. And when you're tying your shoelaces about to fly to your nine to five, I'll kiss you on the forehead and tell you that I love you and your eyes will widen and your jaw will slacken because it will be the first time anyone has said that to you. And I'll cut you fruit the way our mothers did. And in the morning when you've just woken up from our bedroom, I'll bring your plate of hash browns and sunny side eggs to the duvet and child living unloving, now living knowing that we are the loveliest things. Thank you so much for sharing your poem. It is truly um, beautiful. 
When we talked about this poem previously, you referenced it as an immigrant love poem and that it talks about generational trauma. As the child of an immigrant myself, I related to this poem a lot. Would you like to talk more about that experience and what it means for you? Um, as like a child of an immigrant? Yes. I think our parents went through a lot to, you know, raise us and get us where we are now. But I think through that sacrifice, there's been like a lot of just unaddressed trauma that I felt like we as kids have felt like we had to carry and really this poem was just like sort of like me wondering like will I be able to communicate love in a healthy way where I feel like I'm at home in this country where I feel like I am comfortable in my environment so I think that's where it came from, mostly. Yes, that is something I really understand. And I'm glad you were able to like communicate that through um, this poem and uh, by that answer. And then you kind of went into this a little bit. Um, but as children of immigrants, I feel as though we have had to build our community uh, here with the culture of our parents' home countries and American culture. How has your experience influenced how you build community? Gosh, that is really interesting. Um, it's been really, I've kind of come to terms with like realizing that I'll never be fully comfortable in my community, you know, because in addition to like being a child of immigrants, I was also a child of divorce. And as a result of that separation, when I was really young, I used to like go back and forth from US to China for months at a time. So there was never um, like the stable concept of home of like this never there was never like a stable concept of culture, which made it really difficult to like even just communicate or be able to like express myself. So I definitely view community as something that you have to like actually work surprisingly hard for in order to like feel comfortable and feel safe in. Yes, uh, I, that makes a lot of sense to me and I really understand it, um, especially in like the reference to like those last couple stanzas about like when you mentioned expressing love as well in terms of like community. So I just really wanna thank you uh, for your answers to that question and just having that like conversation with us. And then moving on to our next poets, um, Amelia Escalante and Tamaya Bender are both rising seniors at Bellevue West. They both find it imperative to discuss social issues personal to them, such as race and minority struggles in their extracurriculars. They took their poem that they will be performing all the way to Louder Than a Bomb Great Plains Finals. Amelia, Tamaya, would you like to introduce your poem? Of course. Um, hi, I'm Tamaya Bender. And I'm Amelia Escalante and we will be performing Black and Brown. They, they can't speak correctly. Can't speak English. Our high school dropouts. Are uneducated. Are thugs. Are illegals. Are, are criminals. criminals. Do you see them? 
Do you see unity? Black and brown bodies stood as one, as we, together, together, clawed our way to a better future. Marching along the Edmund Pettus Bridge, conquering the torrent rivers of their past, only to sink under white, white glares, glares, white stairs, white, white bullets. bullets. Yet Montgomery was still reached. Now we are divided, two seas of culture divided by a single highway, our heritage residing on South 24th Street, our lineage inhabiting North 24th Street. Lost adrift, as each side is beaten, abused, with the current only sweeping them further out to sea. At every chance both are judged by skin, skin tongue, tongue, and, and origin. origin. When the land is reached, both grasp for acceptance. Embracing similarities. Creating communities. Seeking security. In the promise of protection, fences, fences are, are built. built. The sanctity of civilization living within. Decades-old bullet holes rip away at our homes. As we look inward into our communities. The house with a white picket fence and white faces lying within our Is whole and holy. Envious of the bleached house down the street left colorless and clean. We come together. Not for unity, but to lay the blame. Lay it with fists, harsh words. Not pausing for a moment to see, this, this is, is where the, the white, white man, man wants us. us on the outside, not trying to break the fence down. The masses observed us as we lost our fight for equality and settled for a fight of separation. Black and brown. Bodies observe our black and brown bruises as we struggle to become the, the model, model minority. minority. Tired and uncaring, generations are left to reflect as they tend to their wounds. Reflect on the wounds inflicted and gifted. Reflect on a shared demise, a shared assaulter. Surviving within their violent scene, black and brown bodies catch a breath. In. A breath from hate. Out. A breath from losing. In. A breath from our segregation. Out. A breath from distraction. We are finally united. Bodies rise hand in hand. Marching, marching together, together to tear, tear that white picket fence down. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. I remember first watching you guys perform at finals and I wrote your guys' names down immediately because I was <laughs> like, this is amazing and I would love to like come speak with you mm -hmm. guys. Um, so there were a lot of lines in this poem that stuck out to me. One of them specifically was the line to lay the blame. Mm -hmm. So this poem uh, focuses on the impact of segregation in Omaha. Yes. Why do you think it is important for people, especially white people, to recognize the impact of segregation in our city? I think living in Nebraska, where it's dominated by um, people, um, pe white people, of course, um, and living in communities and going to school with a white majority, it's imperative to share our voices to see these are things that are happening in our communities. We are living in modern day segregation, it feels like, because mm -hmm. you could drive a couple miles west or a couple miles north um, and a couple miles south and see a whole different community of people. And um, the majority of the white people that we interact with don't venture out that far into Nebraska. And so they don't see that implemented in their everyday lives. And 
as we share our voices to be like, hey, this is happening in Nebraska. We are not being what America's ideology of like a mixing bowl is happening. We are being a salad bowl where we have a community here and a community there and we're not integrating and sharing voices. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And um, like Tamaya said, just bringing that awareness to a community that is such in the majority white and letting them know that, hey, I know it's 2022, but there is still this modern day segregation affecting these communities and it is still evident. Um, and those communities are so near that um, you may not have seen them or you are not aware of them because um, so many people do just want to stay in that little bubble, especially like in Bellevue, mm -hmm. um, just staying in that little bubble and not getting venturing out really West Omaha is the big thing or like downtown Omaha, but that culture is not really experienced in South or in North. Yeah. I was really glad that you mentioned like the concept of like the melting pot and then mm -hmm. the um, salad bowl. Cause I feel like we promote this idea of like the melting pot, but it's yeah. not exactly what we have mm -hmm. achieved or seen around. Yeah. Um, so this poem also puts a lot of emphasis on unity Mm -hmm. uh, what actions do you think should be taken to promote unity between our communities to help us move forward and fight against oppressive sy systems? Mm -hmm. um, I think conversations first need to be had. Um, in order to enact change, uncomfortable conversations have to be had. And if no one wants to take the initiative to take those conversations and help them re reach a majority, it's impossible for us to integrate towards that melting pot that America prides themselves on. And I think something that would be really cool for me to see would be like I, me and Amelia are both active in theater and theater is another way to uplift the majority and uplift the minority as well. And um, helping everyone have their voices heard and I think maybe reaching to other schools um, in their theater programs or slam poetry programs and being showing that demographic and showing that diversity and having those conversations um, I think that'd be really cool to see yeah <laughs> as always to my she always has the ideas you know I was I was just the one who wrote um, but I definitely think having that exposure and having those conversations mm. is just a big pusher because, um, you know, people want to sweep a lot of the old stuff. You know, it's not you can't see, but I'm doing air quotes, but um, <laughs> it's it's not old and it's still impacting our society. And it's still very much part of how people interact and how those communities interact. So getting to have those conversations and just a kind of conscious celebration of those yes. Um, communities would be great, you know, um, getting that exposure of cultures, but, you know, in a way that is respectful, in a way that can, you know, still include how some of that lesser known or lesser wanted to be talked of history. Um, but yeah, just having that exposure would really help. Definitely. Yeah, in conversations, I mean, that's the whole point of us being yes. here today, right? <laughs> to talk course. about this. Yes. And people will listen to this and they'll might want to have their own conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad. 
Um, so now that we've heard from all of the poets, I would like to invite all of them back to have a group discussion about their use of poetry and its connection to um, civic engagement and community. Um, so my first question is, why did you all decide to use poetry as your medium for civic engagement? And I guess I'll have Mimi go first. Okay. I decided to use poetry. I think that um, poetry is powerful in the way that you can use like a few words to like make people like feel things emotionally. You know, the same way that you look at an artwork and feel things emotionally without the same amount of like dialogue. It's artistic. It's it's definitely poetry is definitely an art form. And I think that's what's that, that like adds to how like beautiful it is, is that you can that it's it's like you're giving a speech, but you're drawing it. That's a weird thing to say. It makes sense, though. I get exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a great metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think that's great about slam poetry and you get to go and you watch it and people mm -hmm. have their movements like you can't see it here. But like in your guys's poem, you do like the breathing in with your hands and yes. breathing out, extending your hands. And mm -hmm. I think it's a great form of like visual art, but also like spoken word. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way. And then um, what about you guys? Um, you want to take this one first? Amelia? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so um, like to my early earlier mentioned that. Um, we are very active in our the, our theater department. Um, however, because our school is very much um, majority is uh, white, we are unable to be doing a lot of these plays or musicals that are focused on people of color or people of color stories. And poetry just offered this amazing outlet where we are able to have that conversation, but it only be delivered by two people and still be powerful and meaningful and to just have that freedom in that creation and what we can speak of without being censored or worried about the administration not allowing us to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. I just think poetry is this amazing form of where free thought is just great. Um, and we can, we're just able to be ourselves and present the ideas we want to. An amazing thing about being in a friendship, a friendship with Amelia Escalante is that she does drag me into things that I would have never thought like this could be an expressive way to share my voice. I'm very active in like speech and theater because those are the things that I see right in front of me. Like this is exactly sharing the voices. But then she was like, hey, come join Slam Poetry with me. Come see what it's about. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> and seeing how it's a way for us to express in a different way that I've never done before. Um, things that are very important to us and that we see implemented in society every day, um, of course, being two women of color. And I think having that outlet, as Amelia has said, is just a great art form that I never thought was there um, because I only see the big hitters of theater and speech. But slam poetry is like that hidden gem of an expressive art form where we can talk about things that need to be said and the matters that need to be addressed. 
and we can do it with things such as like metaphors and stanzas and learning new ways to create words and um, there are so many things that we can do with the English language with just throwing words around but in poetry you're putting words together for a meaningful purpose that I never first thought was possible because I never saw it implemented. So joining slam poetry and performing with Amelia has allowed me to see this is another art form where voices can be heard and change can be enacted. I think that's why it's so great that we have programs like Louder Than a Bomb um, because it allows like poets to go up there and talk about these issues and the Nebraska Youth Poet Laureate like um, event where people can go and talk about these issues and promote their art and their work. Um, I know it was really helpful for me because I also did Louder Than a Bomb. So it's like really great that we have this. Um, So my next question then is, how do you hope to inspire other youth creatives or young people in general to take action on social issues, whether just in general sort of talking about it or through these art forms like uh, visual art or spoken word? I think younger people forget that they also have voices as well. Um, Having a younger sister and seeing her interact with her friends, it's very innocent in a way. And um, as not being as exposed to the world as, you know, me and Amelia growing up as teenagers are starting to become, I feel like younger people forget that they can enact change as well and sometimes in a greater value and so pulling them into like things such as poetry theater speech or anything that shares your voice to the majority is very impactful because older generations are going to look upon these younger generations and say if this is a problem that they can see being their age, then this is a problem that needs to be addressed. And I think pulling them into our programs will have that bigger impact of like, wow, this is something that needs to be changed, something that needs to be talked about, something that we need to understand and, you know, group together to help and figure out ways to, you know, like bring attention to the minority. And I think having those younger people come in to these art forms is a great way to you know show the older generations like hey this is something that needs to be talked about we need to enact change for it right Mm -hmm. um mimi absolutely agree um i think it's really important to encourage younger audiences to find creative way like different ways to creative ways to express themselves and their identities and I think when we use these uh forms of expression to like talk about these issues to be able to like talk about like problems that are going on in our lives I think that it brings to attention that like like the agency for the need for change that there's a sense of agency that needs to be taking place Amelia Um, I would say I do find it very important for that exposure to be reaching younger people and just, I just enjoy in like with poetry and with these, um, 
extracurriculars in these communities, it does build that community with people and it helps offer that exposure to others. And, you know, the younger that we can get people there, the longer and easier they are able to be able to discuss issues with others, um, to get introduced to issues and just become more active in, um, you know, with others and in their schools and with stuff that is important to younger people as well as um, older people. Mm. I just think it's a great way to create like life skills with them, but just set them up to become a person who is active in, um, you know, their community problems. Awesome. I really agree with like everything that you guys have to say. I feel like it's also really important for like us as people of color to do those things mm -hmm. like you talk about that in like theater and uh, speech and that stuff. And I did that in school at a predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I feel like we have to find ways for us to be able to speak yeah. when we're in like these situations that definitely. make it really hard. That was, right? yeah. yeah, definitely. I know because for our poem, when me and Tamaya were, because we know we wanted to do it. We entered poetry um, knowing we were going to work together and yeah. do a duo. Um, but I remember literally the first day when we were brainstorming what we were going to write, Tamaya's like, we're going to write about being people of color and we're going to write about that experience. We just don't know how. So it definitely, it was just a wonderful platform to be able to share that. Especially working with like our mentors that have helped us fine tune our poem and like, like thinking of ways like how can this be reached to all audience members when you get up on that stage and you perform not only are you performing for yourselves but you are performing for everybody else you are sharing a message and you want that message to reach each and every individual person so having our mentors and being in slam poetry allowed them to fine-tune and reach every audience member to you know really understand our message and I thought that was really cool so um, another question I have for you guys is, what does community mean to you? Um, and I'll have Amelia go first. Um, you know, I do relate a lot to um, Mimi's poem and how that community is just a little wonky being um, the daughter of immigrants. So community definitely means to me, and again, like her poem, like food. Um, you know, I'm Guatemalan, so like, having that food's a big part of a culture so i think just having a good tamale and like some good um salsa with family really um just people i love and people i share interests with uh, community um means to me just being able to share different ideals and ideas with people um Living in a predominantly white community, it's hard to see other people of color. And so when I surround myself with this different community of like Amelia and some of my other friends who like to enact social change and use their voices, I just like to hear what everybody else is thinking and their thoughts and their cultures because by sharing that I feel like we can accomplish a greater goal of being more ingrained in society to you know enact change and like you know 
basically end racism. I'm not <laughs> saying that we're trying to, like in my small group of friends, end racism every single day. But just by being in community with different people, things that I see implemented in stores and other neighborhoods of like horrible situations that happened by surrounding myself with these people I can start to have more of an understanding and a sympathy and more empathy actually um, to understand where everybody is coming from and really seeing the ideas of people is just really really great for me because I I like to understand and I, I want to know because I'm curious. And when I get those questions answered, I I feel more of an accomplishment for myself. And for you, Mimi. Community means a lot. I think a big part of community really is, it's like that, that one, you know, the avatar with the blue monkey, the blue, not, the blue aliens, where um, they did that thing where they would say, I see you, but you guys know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. But they would be like, but it would be like, I see you, you know, that's community. Wow. It's being able to like help uplift each other and like understand each other in a way that feels so intimate you know I feel that way around like a lot of children of immigrants like there's certain experiences where I can just like be around them and I can be feel like I feel like we're communicating but we're not even talking and you know just like teaching each other like kind of what my poem was kind of like about was like two people who have experienced the same conditions when it comes to like the relationships, trying to teach each other how to love in a way that makes them happy, that is healthy for them, that is healthy for each other and everyone. You've all given like such great like meaning for community, like food really brings people together and then um, surrounding yourself with different people and also teaching each other like how to love and all of these things are such great ways to define community and they all really come together. So I'm really glad that those were your answers because they were so different, but so good for the definition <laughs> of the word. Um, Mimi Yu, Amelia Escalante, Tamaya Bender, I cannot wait to see like what poems you come up with next and like your visual art, Mimi. I can't wait to see what you guys do next. Um, thank you for joining us and for taking a seat at the Nebraska table. I'm MJ Atai and we'll see you next time. Seat at the Nebraska table is brought to you by KZUM. Funding for this podcast was provided in part by Humanities Nebraska and the National Endowment for the Humanities as part of the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021.